Struggling to stay up to date with social media? Do you want to get ahead online? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, the podcast for public sector professionals who want to elevate their digital communications. Here's your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 91 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. A new year, a new blank sheet, right? So what does your marketing plan have in store for the year ahead? Well, I'm going to help you out. So let's dive in. Coming up in today's show, why you need to press play on 2024, the top 10 public sector marketing trends for this year that you should be implementing. And I speak to Stephanie Stahl. She's general manager at Content Marketing Institute. And they have curated an amazing article with 67 content marketing predictions for 2024 from some of the best marketers in the world. And actually, I have contributed one, and my prediction is that TikTok is going to be a major search engine and research tool for marketers this year. In today's column, I'm suggesting that you need to press play right now on your public sector marketing efforts for the year ahead. But what do I mean by that? Well, I mean three things in particular. First, you need to lean into the discipline of Mojo. Mojo stands for mobile journalism. And I really invite you to take a newsroom approach to your marketing and communications this year. Right now, video is dominating online news, information, entertainment, education. It's dominating as a content format. You know, as a marketer, we've been saying for years that this is a year of of video, but it really is the year of short form video explainer type content where the public can really inform themselves, get a taster for what you're talking about, and then go to your website or your newsletter or your YouTube channel and to learn more. By using the Mojo approach or mobile journalism, you are really taking the lead in the story. You already have a team of press officers, media specialists, and advisors. All of the knowledge is within your organization. So why not control your own story and provide a great journalistic and news service to your audiences? Secondly, video views are a really compelling way for brand marketing. As a government organization, you can never take the public's awareness of what you do for granted. And so you really want to think about brand marketing. Yes, you may not be selling a product, but you are selling trust and transparency and accountability. And video views are a great way to build that public awareness. And then video views are your engagement metric. And then finally, I really am encouraging you to introduce a new approach to storytelling, again, through video, to move public perception or to change public behaviors. So what might that new approach be? Quite simply, it's senior leadership and it is subject matter experts going front of screen 
to be the newscasters and the reporters for your organization. We need to see you, we need to hear you, you need to lead from the front, and you really need to support your communications team in developing a repository of expert and trusted information in short form mobile video content. So these are the types of strategies uh, and training that I'm going to be focusing on this year for my clients and for public sector pros right across the world. Uh, and if something that you're interested in, why not book a discovery call with me? You can go ahead, jump over to our website, publicsectormarketingpros.com and book a slot in my calendar for free. Public Sector Pros, do you want to progress in your career? Are you going for promotion? Do you want to stay ahead of the digital media landscape? We can help you. View our training calendar at publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's consulting segment, I'm sharing the top 10 public sector marketing trends that you should lean into in 2024. I'm going to start at number one. And number one is AI for government marketing and how it should becoming mainstream. Now, artificial intelligence, and in particular, a subset of that, machine learning, is inbuilt into many of the software, the tools, and the apps that we as marketers are using. And so we've been using AI for many, many years. Um, but now we're talking about leaning into the AI that's built into the Microsoft products that you're using. We know that Microsoft is a significant investor in ChatGPT or OpenAI, and we know that ChatGPT is going to be integrated into many of the apps that we use. But there are lots of tools out there. I have a list of about 15 AI tools that can really disrupt how you are creating content, how you are writing content, how you are delivering marketing and public information campaigns. And so this year, the trend of AI and public sector marketing should become mainstream. And if you are an early adopter and you are leading with AI in your public sector agency, I want to know because I want to have you on the podcast. Send me a DM. Um, number two in the top 10 public sector marketing trends to lean into in 2024 is really digging into the data to inform your digital marketing strategy. Um, you have data from many sources, but do you have a single source of data truth? Do you have a single dashboard where you are looking at your data, where you're listening to public sentiment around key topics. It really is time to make those investments in the tools that can tell you how you are performing and how the public is responding to your communications campaigns. Coming in at number three, mobile video storytelling to stop the social media scroll. I'm going to harp on about this. Um, I talked about Mojo in the previous segment in today's episode, but mobile video storytelling is just going to be your singular blanket social media strategy, and from that you can repurpose. Coming in at number four, there is a new impetus for government and public sector leaders to step up and stand out online. I was doing a lot more of this work in 2023, um, where leaders were really asking me to, to help them and to show them how to show up online, um, having a look at their peers across the world in similar organizations, and really explaining to them what making an impact online entails. 
Okay, halfway through, coming in at number five, TikTok continues to disrupt, but is 2024 the year that finally government and public sector agencies are allowed to download TikTok on government devices? Currently, they're not. I'm going to make a wild prediction that this year they will get back on TikTok. I think they need to get back on TikTok. I think the, the governments of the world need to talk to TikTok and strike a deal because right now the attention of the public is in that app. Okay, number six. Instagram becomes the most popular and best performing social network by far for government and public sector agencies across the world. Now that's putting TikTok to the side, right? I am predicting that your opportunity this year lies in Instagram. The organic reach is not bad. The features that it's introduced in the last 12 months are beautiful. And again, if you combine Instagram with your mobile video strategy, you're going to have a social media strategy that scales up and brings you great success. Okay, number seven, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again for this year. I'm inviting you to adopt a newsroom approach to your PR and to your social media uh, to make it scalable. So I want you to emulate what newsrooms across the country are doing on social. Um, and that's very much what I teach. I used to be a journalist, uh, once a journalist, always a journalist, they say. Um, but really using the tactics uh, of modern mobile journalism will really help government and public sector. Um, number eight in the top 10 public sector marketing trends to lean into in 2024 is a real focus and investment in using technology, software, apps, desktop tools to drive your digital communications. There is still far too much manual processing and creation of communications, campaigns, content, and messaging. And it just feels so old fashioned to me and work process are still very manual. So this has got to change this year. Okay, coming in at number nine, a really important one. You need disinformation strategies to protect the truth. Call it um, a fact-checking strategy if you want to, but you cannot ignore the disinformation that is spreading that relates specifically to your work. You need to stand up, take charge, and win back uh, the, the public who have been sidelined or blindsided by fake news. And then finally, uh, last year, so July 1st, 2023, we saw Universal Analytics from Google Analytics switch over and make the move to GA4. There are still many agencies that haven't even opened the new GA4 dashboard. It's time that you got to grips uh, and in tune with GA4 to better understand how your website is performing and how you can improve the metrics there. So there you have it. They are my top 10 public sector marketing trends that you should lean into in 2024. So from public sector marketing trends for 2024 
to content marketing trends for 2024, we're now going stateside to my good friends at Content Marketing Institute. They have curated an article of 67 content marketing trends for 2024. They've asked marketing experts from across the world to take part, and of course, I was one of them. I said that at the top of the show, but let's dive in and learn some more. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me on the Public Sector Marketing Show. It is so nice to be here. Happy New Year to you, Joanne. And to you. And of course, we got to meet in person in Washington in September. And thank you so much for that opportunity. Um, Content Marketing World has been on my radar, as you know, for many, many years. Um, but tell our viewers and our listeners about Content Marketing Institute. You bet. And, and it was very nice to have you in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much for joining us for that event. It was a great event. Uh, so great to have you there. Um, so the Content Marketing Institute, we are a media events research and training organization that educates and, and really even evangelizes, you know, it's probably the best word, uh, the practice of content marketing. Um, we have a team that's U.S. based, but we do serve a global community. And um, we're all, like I say, we evangelize the practice of content marketing, uh, but also the use of content in other business disciplines. I mean, we all know, marketers all know these days that that great content is important for sales enablement, for customer service, for PR and other business disciplines. And so um, we we feel we have a role in that, too, in, in helping brands figure out how best to do that with their content and their content strategy. And one thing I want to mention, you made this big announcement in September uh, around the collaboration with the American Marketing Association. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we did. Yes. In fact, we announced at Content Marketing World. Um, we have partnered with uh, AMA on uh, an e-learning platform. It's it's a version of, of what we've had for a while. We call it Content Marketing University. Um, but we've designed a new program. Uh, Robert Rose is our professor. He's amazing. Um, with the AMA. And the great thing about it is not only does it help people learn at their own pace because it, it's digital, uh, but at the end, you know, after taking the test, um, there's a certification available uh, through the AMA. So uh, we're really excited about it. It's been very well received. Um, we're thrilled to have AMA as a partner and we look forward to continuing to help educate and certify content marketers. And, you know, that's really important for career advancement, but also verifying what professionals already do and maybe what they're already practicing in their day to day job. But, you know, some people might say that content marketing is the perlation of of marketing because social media gets so much attention. And now we have AI. But speak to why content marketing is so important. And of course, for for me and, and, and my followers, it's, it's the realm of, of public sector marketing. Yeah, for sure. In fact, um, you know, we like to say around here, you know, content marketing is marketing these days. You know, there was a time when when content marketing was the shiny new object, right? It was new. It was different. It was experimental. It's marketing these days, right? For for most brands. And um, obviously there are seasoned pros out there, but there are some people who are just beginning their journey, you know, into this uh, career. So we're there to help both audiences uh, for sure. But in my mind, it is just a smarter way 
to market. You know, it is not the loud, in-your-face um, type of, of um, experience that we often see from advertising, right? Like the traditional advertising. Rather, it focuses on distributing great content to educate, to inspire, to entertain even, you know, an audience. And it's at its core, it's all about building an audience, an owned audience, if you will, rather than just throwing something out to the universe and hope that somebody pays attention to it. And of course, having that that owned audience is more important than ever. You know, when we think about privacy regulations and cookies and and changes to algorithms and all of these challenges that marketers have to deal with. Um, if you have built your own audience that you nurture, uh, a loyal audience that, you know, content becomes such a an important way to build trust among that audience. I'll call it a community. Um, and it helps build thought leadership for a brand. So it, I, I would like to think that no brand would ever question the value of content marketing these days, but maybe some are, maybe some are. And, and we're here to kind of help, you know, show you why uh, it's important and how it can actually help your business. Yeah. And I would argue that the people that are succeeding on social media, that are succeeding with their web marketing, their email marketing, their PPC advertising are actually succeeding probably because they've nailed their content marketing. Absolutely. They've nailed the story. They've nailed that relatable content. Yes. And as you said, it doesn't feel like a sales pitch. And I can categorically say as somebody who is 10 years in this business, I have tried every marketing pillar in the book and always content marketing is what my audience wants. They do not want to be sold to. They want me to lead with value. They want me to educate them and they want me to feel approachable. And I would argue that then my public sector audience in engaging the public that should be a singular strategy. So as the gods of content marketing and leading that conversation globally, you guys curated the content marketing trends of 2024. And thank you for doing that. I mean, all that industry research really serves us across the world. I take it, I share it, but tell you, tell us how you did it and what was the motivation behind it? Oh yeah, it was such a fun project. And, and it's something we do each year. Uh, where we go out to our community of experts and practitioners, many of them are speakers at Content Marketing World like you, um, and we ask them, you know, what do you feel is going to be the most important trend or challenge um, marketers have moving forward? And we got so many really great responses, so many. I think there were like more than 60 in total that we published or uh, created video content for. And um, there were some really good ones. We let, Let's talk about yours. Let's talk about yours that you had in there. Yes. So mine was that TikTok is going to be the number one uh, content marketing research tool slash search engine in 2024. Now, TikTok, as we know, are really smart. These guys maybe emulated some of the features that the other social networks had, like stories. But Google has already admitted 
as far back as 2022 that TikTok is taking some of their search traffic. And now when you're in TikTok and you're watching a video, if you move your eye line down to the search bar at the bottom of the video, the long tail keyword is actually appearing. So now we live in an era where we should not be creating content that we hope resonates with an audience. We can use like data-driven content planning, but using TikTok as a go-to research tool. I use it in my own business for my own client projects. But I mean, I'd be interested to hear if you guys at Content Marketing World also think that TikTok as a search engine and research tool is useful for content marketers. So we um, we do an annual uh survey that's called benchmarks and budgets and we do a cut for b2b we do a cut for b2c and in, in, in different industries and that sort of thing and um use of tiktok for a number of things is growing right i mean obviously we saw for for the b2b audience you know linkedin is still you know the the top uh, network um that marketers use um growth also in instagram decline not surprisingly in twitter uh, in Facebook. Um, and while among, at least among the B2B audience, um, we saw like about 19% of marketers said, this is an important strategic channel for us. And you're thinking, oh, 19%, that's not very much, but it's double what it was the year before. So I think we're going to see this continue to grow. And I personally find searching for something on TikTok to be pretty darn easy. You know, if you if you saw a, a video about it could be about a company, it could be about some trend, it could be whatever it is, and and you search for it, you're probably going to find it pretty easily. It's not perfect by any means, but you're probably going to find it. So it is a good resource. We we know we've all seen you know data um, on how younger generations use it as their source of news. Um, and if they hear about something and they want to go find out, hey, what's going on? You know, I heard this, you know, what's going on? And they're searching for particular news bits. They're going to find it, you know. Um, and in terms of like utilizing TikTok as a content creation channel, yeah, it's a whole, whole new dimension, right? I mean, um, it takes a certain skill set, I think, to do that. And um, it might take a little longer for brands or public sector organizations to have the right resources to do it, but um, it it's worth paying attention to. So, no doubt. so I asked you then to choose some of your, well, well let's say favorite, but you're, they're all your favorite, right? You love all, all favorites. Them. But to all choose favorites. maybe another six for us. So go in. What's the next one that you want to pull from your report? Okay, so since we just talked about yours, I'll talk about the one I included. Um, and um, it's it's really about with all the disruption in social media that we've seen over the past year, um, that there's really going to be a, a bigger push and a bigger need. And as marketers for brands or public sector, we're going to have to work harder than ever, I think, to build our own communities, not just to build them, but to nurture them. And that gets back to sort of that owned audience I was talking about before. Uh, it's going to be so important for us to, to nurture these communities. Uh, people crave that. You know, they, they, they want to hear uh, from thought leaders in their community. They want to share ideas with thought leaders in their community. They want to be part of something with their peers. And so 
I think that's going to be harder than ever, but something we all need to be working on for sure. Um, it, it's it's a tenet of content marketing, right? Build a community, uh, build an audience, uh, make sure you know who you're reaching out to, talk to those people, you know, find out what their needs are, you know, all of that. So that was mine. Um, let's see. Let me pull out another one that uh, that I really liked. Okay, this one. Um, this is from Michael Brenner, who many of you may know uh, in the content marketing space. He's fantastic. He says, in 2024, content marketers should focus on human storytelling, thought leadership, and ROI to combat the flood of AI-driven sameness. Okay? Uh, he's not saying don't do AI. He's saying let's figure out how to combat what could be, you know, the sameness approach that comes up. Um, authentic narratives, sharing industry expert expertise and demonstrating ROI will be key and content ampli amplification will also take a bigger role. I think this is so important because as we are all trying to figure out the impact that AI is going to have on our businesses, I mean, we're, we've been using the AI for years, right? All of us have, but in terms of that sort of content creation part of it, that has a lot of people concerned, um, being thought leaders and sharing that kind of thought leadership and expertise to your existing customers, to prospects, to a broader community, as as I think you know, Michael is saying, is going to be critical. And I think that's the kind of that sort of thought leadership type of content will also be the kind of thing that gets picked up when when AI is doing the searching and, and serving you know, for you. So I like that. But what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. And I have to quote the wonderful Anne Hadley, who uh, said on your stage in September, when somebody asked her about AI and content creation, and she just said, mm, I love it for ideation and to brainstorm, you know, yeah. but I do feel that when somebody writes an article with AI, another unicorn dies. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> And as a writer myself, I mean, I, I love my craft. I believe my craft and I'm, I'm sticking to it. I do use AI of course, but I think the lived experience and those human emotions um, and imagination that we have, we should never just hand over to AI. It's too rich. And so leaders can really step in. Michael's dead, right? Leaders can really step in and elevate themselves a lot more by being willing to, to create more this year. Yeah, totally agree. And I, I think all of us who who pay a lot of attention to um, good writing, uh, we're starting to notice it, right? It's it's kind of it's it's starting to become pretty easy to recognize now when something has been written uh, by AI or even partially written. Like it's it's like oh yeah, okay, I, I see that chat GPT in it. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it to to use it as a tool to like help. Um, as long as that's what it is, right? I mean, that's at least that's my feeling, you know, like there's so many things it can do to help us with minutia, you know, and repurposing content and generating ideas and, and all of that. But um, that human element is still going to be so important. So, um, yeah, I love it. And that's actually a nice little segue to my next one of my next favorite Um from Ahava, uh, from the AHA Media Group, also a speaker at Content Marketing World. Um, 
this is a kind of about how important brand marketing is going to get and the need for conversations with your audience, not just sort of guessing what is, who is my audience? Who is my target? You know, but um, Ahava says there's virtually no difference between who your brand is and how you show up for your audience. Audiences are craving genuine stories, not just content. Love that. Um, she says, as for the steps to take, this is her advice. Uh, deep dive into understanding your audience like never before. Use data. Yes, of course. Use data, but also talk to them and engage in real conversations. Two, hone your own brand voice. Hone the brand voice or the, your your public sector voice. You know, I, I consider public sectors a brand, right? You know, mm -hmm. own your public sector. If you're not sounding like a person your audience would want to grab coffee with, it's time for a rethink, she says. I love that. I love that. But it, I get it. Like she's she's pushing for actual conversations with your customers. And there are plenty of people in an organization, public sector or brand side, who could be having those conversations. It's not just up to sales, right? It's not just up to marketing. There's, you know, um, and finally, she says, in 2024 and beyond, embrace change, stay curious, and keep it real. I love that from Mahaba. What do you think, Joanne? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to Michael's previous point. This is about humanness, isn't yes. it? Showing off in public sector, and they know this, and it's one of their biggest struggles. They, they don't want to show up as themselves. They want to put the corporate brand and the corporate logo out front because they're afraid of that vitriol that might come. But um, who was it? It was John, and I had John on the podcast, and he's from like uh, the Ohio Ohio sewage system. Um, oh yeah, and he John said, Gonzalez. Yeah, yes, and he said it's about humanity, you know, human to human. And I was like, yeah, we're going back to basics in 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 the digital age, aren't we? Having conversation and showing up for our people so that they'll engage with us. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. He is such a great storyteller, isn't he? Amazing yeah. Storyteller. So authentic, funny, um, just smart. I just, I, yeah, he's great. Great lessons, I'm sure, came from that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so where are we going next on your trends? Okay. Next, uh, this is from uh, Andy Crestadina. Um, and so we're talking about all this really good stuff, right, that marketers uh, can be doing and should be doing and, and some great results that can come from it. Andy was a little more cautious. He is saying um, 2024 will be a tough year for data-driven decisions. We've all been talking about data-driven decisions and the important. We've been relying on it. We've been working towards it. We've been buying the tools to help us in setting the strategies, but it, he, he feels it's going to be tougher. I agree. Um, as click-through rates go down, attribution gets harder, the use of cookies gets harder, and you know, basically, Life isn't easy right now. Smart marketers, he say, will continue to drive results. Many will continue to embrace weak attribution channels like social, YouTube, word of mouth, podcasting, you know, like we're doing today. But we're all going to feel like we're flying blind a bit more than usual in the new year. So um, I, I like his caution. I think that was great that he put that out there. Um, how do you feel about that, Joanne? Yeah, I mean, data is the new oil, right? Um, and it's a currency we should be leaning into. But very often, you know, what do those numbers mean? And do we have the skills to glean the insight from the data? Um, and I know from my clients, that's one of their big challenges. They're like, yeah, we've got all those numbers, but what do we, 
we do with them and what do they actually mean. Um, and sometimes it can just cause overwhelm. And I think we need to put our attention maybe in a more narrowed focus than keeping it and trying to have our eyes everywhere. Um, and I really try and do that in my business and with my marketing. I know what my people like. And as much as I want to distract myself and do all these other things, I'm kind of sticking to the lane where I know the audience will respond. So, yeah, find your place and find how data is going to add value. And if you don't know the answers, ask somebody who does. Get them to consult but coach in, insource that knowledge. Don't always outsource it. Yeah, uh, love it. Love it. Excellent. Okay, next one, and and there were several people who brought up video as uh, you know something that marketers need to be pay attention to. Isn't it always? Doesn't it always the year of video? It does feel like it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, and it's, and especially um, short video, as Marcus mm -hmm. Sheridan told us, he said short video will continue to explode. Yes, continue to explode because it has been exploded. Yeah. Ultimately, it will completely dominate all of the major social media platforms. Short style video, he says, will be seen as a major initiative across the board with businesses everywhere attempting to jump in the mix. Uh, we at that same benchmarks and budget study I mentioned at the at the top, um, we asked marketers, you know, what are the top performing uh, types of content assets that, you know, have helped you in the past year or are going to help you into 2024? Top of the list, 53 percent video. So it is still the year of the video <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, I've seen so much other data that show, um, you know, it, it's how a lot of consumers prefer to consume content, right? The B2C world, right? And I feel like B2Bs and public sector professionals and what I would call the audience members, you know, want that same kind of experience, you know, that's sort of expected as well, you know, so um, any public sector groups that aren't already experimenting or, or with or using video, it's time. Yeah, <laughs> I was reviewing uh, the work that we did in 2023. And I was writing next week's e-sign today on the plane back from Brussels. And I said, guys, the top three trainings that we delivered last year uh, were number one, social media, number two, video, and number three, crisis comms. But are you actually implementing all that training that you've received? And I still think there's a bridge there that needs to be crossed, that implementation piece. I love, I, I, I agree. I totally agree. And um, I feel like, it, you know, there's just so much out there uh, to showcase the need, you know, so, you know, what are you waiting for <laughs> basically? But yeah, use that training, use that training, you know, for sure uh, to do it. So, um, okay. And this, let, let's uh, sort of end on a, a bit of a challenge. You know, the, the final one I, I chose uh, was from Mark Katz at Manifest, uh, an agency here in the U.S. Um, he says, prepare for the most skeptical, discerning, and least patient consumers of your content. Uh, we lovingly call them target audiences that you've ever had to engage. Uh, prepare to obsess about your audience like you've never done before. Prepare to make unexpected things, launch them in unusual channels, and make them matter in unthinkable ways. 
He continues to say, prepare to compete for attention with human creators and to compete for scale with robots, right? So what I'm saying is prepare to be awesome. That's what it's going to take in 2024. So are we prepared to be awesome? Yeah. And you know, what does that mean? That means taking risk and experimenting, I yes. think. Yes. Yeah, I totally, totally think that I, I think, I think uh, brands and public sector groups will be rewarded, um, you know, for, for lack of a better word, but I feel like that will be rewarded for taking risks, trying new things, and then ultimately settling in what is working, you know, for, for the time being, for the time being, right? Um, we always uh, coach uh, organizations to not try to take on everything. Don't think you have to be on every social channel. You just said this, Joanne, right? You know, like you, you can't do it all. You can't be on every channel. You can't be producing every single type of content format. You can't, you know, it's just not sustainable unless you're a really big organization with um, a huge team. But you kind of have to figure out what works and when you do, hopefully through some experimentation. But then you have to say to yourself, all right, well, what are we going to stop doing? What do we, what should we stop yeah. doing? Because it yeah. really isn't working. So I think I think groups, organizations will be rewarded for that. They'll be rewarded for thought leadership. They'll be rewarded for more of a, a human connection. They'll be rewarded for experimentation and then also for a reasonable uh, workload, right? For their teams. You know, if you're starting something new, stop something, you know, look for the, look for the weak links and, and move on, you know, don't, don't stick with them. So. And, you know, most marketing and comms teams are under-resourced. The, the, the yeah. to-do list never gets done. And I always say work smarter, not harder. And just as you said, drop what's not working and make no apologies for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's easier said than done, mm. but I think it should be kind of built into strategy. Like, okay, this is this is our strategy. When we are introducing this new, great, amazing, shiny, beautiful object, we're going to cut out the following. Uh, and presumably there's a reason to cut it out, right? It's not, it's not performing the way, you know, you had hoped. So, and, and that's all, that's okay. <laughs> so. So now we're in 2024 and I am absolutely sure that your attention has turned to content marketing world 2024 <laughs> yes. because the, the event is massive. It's, it's unbelievable. And if anyone's listening to this and hasn't yet uh, had a look at the website or have been, definitely consider it. But do we get any exclusives or insights into what you're planning for this year? So, yeah, the team really is starting to get deep into planning. Um, we are taking the event to lovely San Diego, California. First beautiful. time we've had it on the West Coast, right? So it's, it's so beautiful out there. It's going to be in October 21st through the 23rd. Um, not surprisingly, we'll have plenty of content, right? I mean, it's content marketing world, but plenty of content. Um, you can expect content around uh, strategy, content creation and writing, demand generation, social media, you know, influencer um, strategies, video storytelling. You know, we just talked about how it is still the year of the video. A uh, video storytelling, AI, analytics, um, marketing operations, social media. All of those things. Uh, we are we're gonna um, work very hard on curating a great agenda uh, for the audience, um, which we'll be publishing in the coming months. 
always looking for the best speakers. Uh, we'll have, you know, nearly, probably nearly 150 or more speakers, you know, this year. So we're looking for the best speakers, the best topics. And we're looking, you know, very uh, closely for um, speakers who can offer uh, great advice to the seasoned pros, people who have been doing content marketing for a while on what is important next, um, what should you be thinking about from your purview, but also for uh, people who are just getting started and who need the fundamentals, the core concepts. So uh, we'll try to appeal to both of those audiences. Um, and, um, you know, San Diego also has some really lovely, lovely places uh, mm -hmm. that we will be looking at to hold some of our networking events and parties and things like that. So uh, it's, you attended this year, you spoke this year, Joanne. So, you know, we, we, we work the brain pretty hard, right? Yeah. We work the brain pretty hard. Yeah. People leave uh, with so much great uh, content and advice and tips. Their brains hurt a little bit when they leave, uh, but we also have fun, you know, I mean, because we're, we're back to face to face in a big way. And I think people have been craving that kind of human connection. And, and I mean, marketing is a, a relationship, business. And so um, we're just, we're thrilled to be able to gather such an amazing uh, group of professionals each year. So, Well, listen, wishing you the best of luck with it. Thank you for all the work that you do. I get so much from your blog, your e-signs, the event itself. As a marketer, I also have lots to learn. Your you're learning never ends. But uh, Stephanie Stahl from Content Marketing Institute, absolute pleasure to have you on the Public Sector Marketing Show. It has been a pleasure being here. Thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show of 2024. We are coming really, really close to the launch of our brand new website, publicsectormarketingpros.com. Can you believe the existing website is about like five or six years old? I mean, it's had a few facelifts but it was definitely time to, to change it all up. And now you will have access to our academy, book our courses, book me in, everything will be done seamlessly on our site. You can see our accredited signature courses. The book and the audio book is still there. It's still relevant. So if you haven't got your hands on an edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro, then why not? But for now, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, please share with a public sector pro that you know. And I will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a public sector pro you know. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. For more free resources, details of our upcoming training courses and consulting options, log on to publicsectormarketingpros.com.